0: Welcome to the Cocotazo Audio Theater Festival. The Cat Festival. It's a short play festival for your ears. Rincon, written by Tanya Perez.
1: Just a minute. Medi, I need you to take off your shoes before you come inside. I just finished the floor.
2: Okay, okay, I'm coming. Did you bring... Hello. Are you Rosa Elena? Yes. Can I help you? I am Elizabeth Bouchard. I'm sorry, but my Spanish is very bad. That is about as much as I speak, but I understand it. Very nice to meet you, Elizabeth Bouchard, but I'm not interested. Thank you. Whatever it is you're
1: selling, I don't need it. I'm not selling anything. I came here on behalf of your mother. My mother has been dead a year. Are you here for the party?
2: Is there somewhere I can sit? What are you here for? I'm your sister. <laughs> you must be crazy. I have no sister. Is this a joke? Here, I can prove that I'm related to you. I obtained the birth certificate from the adoption agency. I have to sit down. I would have called, but no one had a record of a telephone number or address. I finally just called every city, searching for Elena Maria Carlos Sanchez de la Vega. It led me here. You have a funny way of using the telephone. I wanted to see her face to face. I knew she had a daughter here, and I was afraid that she wouldn't want to see me because of you. Well, she can't see you. She's dead.
3: But- Pucha, hurry. I just pulled this out of the oven, and it's hot. Ready?
2: Take off your shoes. I just cleaned the floors. This is a bad time. I shouldn't have come. No,
1: no, stay. We are having a party for my mother, like a birthday, but for her death.
3: Hello. How are you?
1: Hello. Good, thank you. This is my sister. I don't know how, and I don't want to know. Hmm
3: she's very pale looks nothing like you but then again look at half my family short fat tall skinny black white you name it we got it Where did you come from
2: i live in new york
3: and what is it that you do
2: i work in finance i'm unmarried but would love a family someday that is very nice do you cook no i don't haven't the time i work incredibly long hours (laughs) Too bad. I need some help over here.
3: Pucha, I'll help. The last
1: time I let you help, you almost set this whole place on fire. Go set out the plates.
3: Always pushing me around. Hmm. So, Blanquita, what is your name? It's Elizabeth Bouchard, and she is my
2: dead mother's love child. I know this is all very shocking to you, and I was hoping to fill in the blanks about my parents, but I've obviously created a situation that is unpleasant. And I'm just going to leave. (laughs) I can't have you do that. You have entered my
1: home, my life, and now you need to fill in the blanks for me.
3: Pucha, why are all these shoes lying on the floor out here? It's bad luck leaving them next to the door. Tita, you have to take them off like everybody else. These are clean floors, and she doesn't want the farm in her house. Are you saying my feet are dirty? Do you want me to take a can of that Lysol and spray it on you? Tita... Take off your shoes and leave them outside. But these are my nice shoes. I only wear for special occasions. But I don't know about this party. We
1: made a deal, tita. You say anything about what I do or how I do it, you
3: have to leave. So many rules. Okay, okay. I will keep my mouth shut tonight. Hello, who are you? Hello. My name is Elizabeth Bouchard. She's her sister from New York. What? You were not going to say anything, and I could see this thing taking much longer than it has to. I'm sorry, but the anticipation was killing me. But you don't have a sister. Elena was only pregnant with you. My father
2: was a Marine from Brooklyn, and our mother spent some time in the States to have me. That's all I could get from my research.
3: Are you writing a book? Research? Gringa, are you a scientist, and are we your aliens? Family from a distant planet? I don't believe this. Elena never told me. She
1: didn't tell anyone. My sneaky mother was planning to take this to her grave.
3: The party can start now. Take off those ugly shoes and leave them by the door. Pucha, you should make a sign. And it will say, welcome to my hell. That is not a very nice thing to say around your guest. I brought my guitar.
1: Good. I need something to lift my spirits. Look at this picture. Mama... This is for you? Wow.
2: That's a picture of my mother?
3: Yes. She was so beautiful that we had to beat all the dogs off with a stick. Rita, please! So, you come all the way over here to watch this. You should write this down. Ever since the woman you think is your, is your mother died, this one over here, Pucha, has gone crazy, just like her mother. This whole place is filled with the crazy people. I remember it was so quiet here a long time ago. No one bothered anyone. Now, these people with the speakers on the car playing crap like this all over town, making everyone excited, I don't like it. What is that you're eating? It looks good. Rabbit. Mm. It died last night, so I cooked him up. You want? I just ate on the way here. But you must eat nothing. You're too skinny like a skeleton. Elizabeth is fine. I heard those girls in New York eat only vegetables. That's not true at all.
2: I can put in a nice sirloin every now and then. I don't understand what you just said. I eat meat.
3: That's a
4: good woman right there.
2: We didn't meet. My name is Elizabeth.
4: I heard, like a queen. Are you a queen?
2: How do you mean?
4: Do people have to treat you like a queen?
2: Oh no, only at work. Don't let him spin you
1: around like that. Hector always likes to confront people.
4: I'm only trying to get to know our new guest. (laughs) I heard there's a party going on. I brought
5: pasteles and something sweet like my darling Bucha. Hands off, Jorge. Maddie, you should have been a policewoman, not a hairstylist. Give
3: me a kiss and those pasteles. Do I know
5: how
4: to treat the ladies or what? Hey, Hector, my man, you get ugly every day. And you get fatter every time I see you. Lay off the tostones. It's
1: just more of him to love. Hola, Jorge. Hmm. Who's this? Her name is Elizabeth. And she doesn't speak much Spanish.
5: Howdy, partner. I learned that from John Wayne. Hello. She is very pretty. Not my type, but very pretty. Settle down, you dirty old man.
2: Elizabeth
1: tells me she is my sister from New York.
5: No, wait. How is that possible?
1: You put the banana in the mango. Tita, just eat your food. Jorge, shoes off. Elizabeth, help yourself to anything. My house is your house.
3: Mi casa, tu casa. Where are you staying while you're doing your research? I have a room at Villa Caffresi. <gasps>
5: that is a nice place, right on the ocean.
3: Only gringos go there. That's
5: not true. I go there sometimes to just sit and relax. It's not only for gringos. I
3: don't know why anyone would waste their money there. Too expensive. And I don't like the beach with all that sand and crazy people.
5: You're the only crazy person
4: I know.
3: Ah, watch it. Where is Luis is he not coming? I don't know what is wrong with that guy. He says he is tired. Lazy guy.
4: Maybe you work him too hard.
3: What do you know about hard work? All you do is sit around and play music. You're lazy, too. <laughs> me, why do you like this one? Go get yourself someone with a good job who can afford to buy you a ring. Eat your bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you get for talking too much.
1: Héctor, could you play us something? Play something I could dance to. Jorge, dance with me.
3: This is for Elena.
1: Next, Elizabeth. I don't
3: dance. Nonsense. If you are Elena's daughter, those hips were made for it. Elizabeth, get up and dance Ay, for your mother. Hi. you like a new woman
5: dancing Baila. like that. Baila. Oh, I don't think I can. do oh. I don't
0: Unforeseen Circumstance Written by Edward Terhune
6: Linda, over here.
7: Hey, Alex. Thanks for meeting me.
6: Of course. I hope you didn't have any trouble finding the place.
7: Nope, I've been here before.
6: Right. Do you want to sit or?
7: Sure. I'll just get a coffee first.
6: Already got you one.
7: Oh, great. Thanks.
6: It's great to see you. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's hazelnut. The coffee.
7: Perfect. Thanks. Of course. Mmm.
6: Well. It really is great to see you. Thanks. So, what's the paperwork you need help with?
7: Oh, yes. It's a form. I couldn't find it online for some reason.
6: Ah, yes. What you have here is a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. There might even be a mimeograph somewhere in its ancestry.
7: <laughs> no wonder I couldn't find it online. Exactly.
6: Exactly. Uh, looks pretty straightforward, though. Name, address, blah, blah, blah. I could just fill in most of this. Great. Do you have your insurance stuff on you?
7: Yeah. This should be it.
6: Uh, yep. This should be all I need.
7: Thanks again. What was that? What? That noise.
6: Uh, hmm. Looks like an... Oh, copy? What? An okapi. It's got, like, zebra legs and a long brown neck. No,
7: I know what an okapi is. It's in the coffee shop?
6: Well, just outside the window. Over there.
7: Uh, is this a normal thing for you? You don't seem very impressed. I don't think I've
6: seen one before. Not in person.
7: Okay. What's it doing here?
6: Standing? I don't know. Well, walking. It's walking now.
7: But they're not from here. No? They're African. I think they're only in Africa.
6: Huh. Well, I don't know what to tell you.
7: That's so weird.
6: Yeah, right?
7: It's cool, though. Somehow that was my favorite animal as a child. It had parts of my two previous favorite animals, a zebra and a giraffe. I had found a picture of one in a National Geographic at the library and had torn it out and put it up in my room. My grandmother was horrified that I had to face public property, so she had me buy a new copy to give to the library. The librarian didn't seem to care. But my grandmother got me my own subscription after that. To be honest, I didn't know they made a noise. Maybe it escaped from the zoo. What?
6: Oh, right. Uh, probably. Uh, how else would it be here? Hmm. So, sorry. Um, what's up with your shirt?
7: Oh, <laughs> you like it? Sure. My niece Debbie, you remember Debbie. She got it for me.
6: Love is blind! Really?
7: She got it with her own money. She was very proud. It's cute. I know. It may not be my style. Still.
6: No, it's nice. Hey, do you want me to put you down as doctor, uh, professor?
7: Miz is fine. If you're nasty. What?
6: Never mind. Janet Jackson reference. Mm-hmm.
7: Did I tell you that my first job during school was taking tickets for the merry-go-round?
6: Yeah, Uh, maybe.
7: It was so simple, but it felt like such a big responsibility at the time. Like I was, I don't know, in charge of something. Like I had power over something fun. Not that I would have used that power to deny anyone their turn or anything. Mm, Not that I could have. But I felt like part of something, you know? I get it. It was just one summer so long ago. Sadly, that may have been my favorite job. It was all downhill from there. What? Well, not really, but that was actually getting paid to have fun. And I had as little actual responsibility as one can have and still claim to be in charge of something.
6: I'm sure it would have gotten boring eventually.
7: Yeah, I guess it's not a career. Where is that set up anyway? I am hearing a merry-go-round, right?
6: Yeah, it's in the abandoned lot next door.
7: Really? Yeah. That's kind of a dismal place for a carnival, isn't it? With the old tires and the broken glass. Yeah,
6: the ride's it up a little. Well, a little.
7: Well, I'll have to take your word for it.
6: The kids looked happy about it. Yeah? Yeah, a bunch of happy kids.
7: Hmm, that's good. I guess that's all that counts then. I am definitely pro-happy kids. Not enough of them in the world. I hope somebody cleaned up all that broken glass.
6: Well, let's just assume somebody did. <clears throat> now, uh, did I see a list of your meds?
7: I sure hope so.
6: Oh, right. Here it is. Wow.
7: It's a bit long, oh. I know.
6: <laughs> You're just bragging now.
7: Hey, it gives me something to do. Uh,
6: now it gives me something to do.
7: Oh, you know, they're tricky at first until you get the levels right. Is that... is that a woodpecker?
6: <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. Kind of up in the rafter thingy there. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's got like a red hat and a long, whitish beak. <laughs> but not white, really. Almost ivory?
7: Get out of here. That sounds like an ivory-billed woodpecker.
6: Could be. I don't know much about them.
7: That's incredible. Yeah,
6: I thought you've seen them before. Or I've them always like that,
7: wanted haven't. to, of course. But I'm pretty sure they're extinct. Nobody's seen one since the 40s. <laughs>
6: really? <clears throat> um, oh, damn. It flew away. Probably it was something else, so, uh... So, uh, is this uh, your doctor's new address on 18th?
7: Yeah, that's the new one. Hey! Fireworks!
6: Yeah, what fun!
7: I love fireworks so much! Yeah, me too! They remind me of going to the state fair in the summer with my grandparents and all my cousins, sitting out in the big field on a giant patchwork blanket, eating watermelon and ice cream, playing with sparklers, being scared but thrilled. Being all together and happy. Yeah,
6: I remember you saying that. That's great.
7: Is there some holiday that I'm forgetting about? Got me. Wait. It's the middle of the day. Isn't it still light out? What's going on?
6: Damn it. Sorry. Hello? Hey, yeah, listen. Sorry, can I call you back? Cool. Yeah, yeah, later on. Okay, yeah, bye. Bye.
7: Are you playing a recording of fireworks? What? Alex.
6: Yeah. Yes, you got me.
7: I can't believe you. I can't believe you do that.
6: Oh, come on.
7: Um, oh, the woodpecker. And the okapi, right? I'm so stupid. I am so stupid.
6: What are you doing? I'm not done.
7: Yes, you are. I need to leave. What? I can't believe you do that to me. Are you enjoying making fun of me?
6: Wait, I'm not making fun of you
7: really, Alex. I'm not.
6: I just thought it would be fun.
7: Do I sound like I'm having fun?
6: Well, not now, no. But you were having fun, weren't you?
7: I am having a really hard time with this, Alex. You know that. It's bad enough losing my sight, but to have you messing around with me like that?
6: Come on. I I was not messing with you. Wasn't it fun to pretend? Wasn't it exciting just for a minute?
7: I don't have time to pretend. It's hard enough dealing with reality right now. I kept my fill of excitement just trying to cross the street.
6: But you looked so happy.
7: I looked happy. How do I look now? Do I look happy? I'm sorry. This is not helpful, Alex. Maybe we can try again some other day, but really, Alex, think first.
6: Linda, stop. What? What? Uh, that's not the door. Oh. To the left. No, no. Your left.
7: Thanks.
0: Something Inside That Head of Yours Written by Summer Dawn Reyes
1: I like to imagine possible perils, like maybe the produce guy will toss me in a box of potatoes and kidnap me. Or maybe, I would get distracted by a man with gorgeous locks blowing in the wind, and my guts will go flying everywhere when a car runs me down while I cross the street, or maybe I'll get whacked after I accidentally charge airline tickets to a mobster's credit card. (gasps) Uh, uh, uh. Aha! Here we are. A new bakery. You know what that means. Apple pie. Bagels and smear.
2: And serial killers.
4: I'll be with you in one sec, miss. These baguettes, they're two dollars each, lady.
7: Thank you. Excuse me, miss. Can you pass me that baguette? I like the win, man.
1: (gasps) Wow. That was close. I'm a hero. I've got to act fast. This place is loaded with torture devices. Mm -hmm. Knives. Toasters. Really hard breadsticks. I think maybe in a preemptive strike, I could grab the nearest baguette and hit him over the head with it.
4: Hey, oh, you need help?
1: He's the love of my life. I just know it. Why didn't I notice how attractive he was before? Oh, right. He was facing the other way. Can I have a croissant with Nutella?
4: No croissants left.
1: Uh, okay. Anything else you recommend?
4: I really like the croissants.
1: But you just said you didn't have any left, so that doesn't really help me. Oh, great. My true love is stupid. Take the Nutella on a roll.
4: 325.
1: Thanks. Mm. Mm-hmm. As I eat, my belly begins to hurt, and I know something isn't right. Perhaps he has poisoned me. <laughs> Or or perhaps the poison was intended for him. Maybe someone else who also loves him poisoned this role. Maybe she sang her heart out for him in public. You, you beautiful
4: dude. You,
6: you always smell like yummy food. Especially bread. You add yeast
0: to my heart and make it rise. I
1: love your eyes. What,
0: what was that? I
1: so bad.
4: Ew. It
1: was probably really tragic.
4: Hey, uh, you okay? Mm-hmm.
1: Probably just upset stomach. Got Pepto? I can check. No! Don't leave!
4: <laughs> Is it done? Boss, you don't gotta worry about the little rat buying airline tickets with your card no more.
0: The Cocotazo Audio Theater Festival featured three short standalone audio dramas. Pincon was written by Tanya Perez. Unforeseen Circumstance was written by Edward Terhune. Something Inside That Head of Yours was written by Summer Dawn Reyes. Directed by Dania Ramos. The cast included Michael Aquino, Jenica Carmona, Jessica Carmona, Joanne Morno, Alan Pope Cermonia, Christine Mariani, Alicia Rivas, Byron Rivas, and Dania Ramos. This episode was recorded in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Michael Aquino was the sound engineer. The theme song and original music were written and performed by Michael Aquino. For complete production credits and for more information about Cocotaso Audio Theater, please visit Cocotazo Media. Com. That's C O C O T A Z O media.com. If you enjoyed this production, please subscribe to the Cocotazo Audio Theater Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Rate and review the show to help us reach a wider audience. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cocotazo Media. Thank you for listening to the Cat Festival, produced by Gokotaso Audio Theater. From our minds to your ears.